Hi, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas and, ha- and Hanukkah and... All of you who just like to enjoy a good December. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just like good December's, Kristen. <laughs> doesn't have to be about turkeys and shit. Damn it. Okay. It is wintry here. How wintry is it, Christy? I mean, we live in the South. It's just a little bit wintry. Yeah, it's a, a frosty 50 degrees out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've had many a Christmas day in a t-shirt. Yeah, I was thinking about a Christmas a few years back, Christmas, a Christmas a few years back where it was like 65 and sunny out. We were, we were playing catch in the backyard in our short sleeve shirts. Yep. Classic. Hey, what was the best Christmas present you've ever received? Whoa. Uh, probably the spirit of giving. Oh my God. <laughs> what was the best Christmas present you ever received? Easy. I was 12, my mom got me a pair of ice skates and ice skating lessons. Whoa. I was a natural, I was a beauty flying around on the ice. Whoa. It's freaking awesome. Sounds like the lessons were superfluous. You just needed the skates. Just needed, <laughs> well, I, I did need lessons. <laughs> needed some sharp metal to strap to your feet. Yeah, I can still do a turn. Ooh. Or at least I could a few years ago when I went out on the ice. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you something, Christy? Yeah. I've never been ice skating in my whole life. Really? Yeah. How how has this happened? No ice. You know, every year I'll, I walk down to the local watering <laughs> hole with my skates. It's just but water. But ten years, it's like it's a big love of mine. How how did this? You have been avoiding it. It has to have been um, intentional. Have I? Wipe that look off your face. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you just frozen the Tennessee River. I'd skate on it. Okay. So you and I have to have a hot tub date and an ice skating date. Yeah. Are these the part of the same date or are these separate dates? I don't really want to shove everything into... Because you and I already have to go to the aquarium. Yeah. We've got a lot. <laughs> we've got a lot on our agendas. Okay. We'll pencil it in. Well, I guess we haven't introduced ourselves. I'm Christy. <laughs> I'm Jake. And this is Smiles on the Prize. Your favorite Christmas podcast. About the spirit of top models. (laughs) Yes, today we're talking about episode nine of Cycle Three, The Girls Meet Tay Diggs. Kind of a lackluster name for this episode. I know, I was thinking a lot of times the celebrity guests don't get their names in the title, but Jake and I were talking before we started recording. It's one of the less problematic episodes of Top Model we've ever reviewed. Love that. Yeah. So maybe they just didn't want to, they couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Like, this is just a good sweet one, guys. So this episode originally aired November 17th, 2004. And the girls take an acting class where they get to perform a scene with Terry Diggs, obviously. Then the girls travel to Japan, specifically Tokyo, where they film a commercial. And Nicole is so forgetful that they eliminate her. <laughs> Poor sweet Nicole. Bye, Nicole. That's funny. <laughs> it's so wild because she seems like she was pretty fun when she's just with the girls. <laughs> yeah, I was suspicious that Nicole would go when they started the episode off by showing her being personable and then having her in a confessional be like, see, 
I have a personality. I just don't show it all the time. Yeah. She's just so professional. And we can see Eva, I feel like, is fun to the point of being unprofessional. Yeah. And they, they're very into that. Yeah, but they enjoy her unprofessionalness. Very much. Yeah, and so Nicole gets forgotten about in the challenge, and then Tyra forgets about her at panel. <laughs> Christy, do you feel like these people legitimately forgot about her, or do you feel like this was producer-inspired TV drama? I feel like the first one was authentic. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the second one. Okay. That's my conspiracy theory, is that they were like, Nicole has been not that entertaining the whole time. Let's have everyone pretend to forget about her, and then we'll eliminate her and say that she's too forgettable. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if Tyra ever talks to the girls about, like, you know this is a TV show, right? Y'all have to be interesting. Yeah. You know, if you want to stay on cast. Or, you know, like, think about that episode of Taskmaster where, um... What's the Australian chick's name from... From Australia. I think season seven. She, like, did a task to perfection. And they were all like, do you know you're making a TV show? You can't just do things. You have to be entertaining about it. Yeah. She was, like, too good at it almost. And it was boring. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Okay. The episode. It begins with Anne talking about how she's been in the bottom two three times. Which... It rarely happens. Usually you get eliminated the second time you hit the bottom two. But little Anne just keeps scraping by. They all just think she's really pretty. Yes. And we do find out, I think over the course of the episode, what the clicks are finally. Yeah. Did you pick up on that? Yeah. At this point, it seems like it's Eva and Norell versus... Amanda, Yaya, and Nicole. Yeah. Not in like a super aggressive way or anything. It's just, it's finally, I can see who's friends with who. Yeah, it's just, we're seeing a bit more the like, well, I hope it's the three of us in the final three. (laughs) I really want to compete with my best friends. Yeah. (laughs) The first big thing that happens in the episode is the girls have an acting lesson. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Sometimes the Tyra mail is really straightforward and it'll be like, (laughs) You're going to go to an obstacle course, put on some comfortable shoes. And then sometimes it's super vague, like, roof, roof, motorcycles go vroom. Anything can happen if you're living on the edge. And then this one was just, prepare to die. Be ready at nine. There is one top model iconic photo shoot where the girls are all photographed, um underground as if they're being in being put into a coffin whoa which is not this cycle it's coming and yeah. it's a really good photo shoot and i was like oh shit it's this cycle and i got so excited yeah and then i realized it was this i thought maybe they were going to be dressed up like zombies but i feel like in 2004 Ooh. the zombie craze hadn't really started yet yeah nicole present day nicole would be very into that Ooh. i found through my research teaser <laughs> yeah they start with a big feelings exercise where they just talk about things they're seeing when they basically when they meditate, I guess. Yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah. yeah. To give the girls a second to just chill and be in their feelings. Yeah. yeah. Amanda just immediately started crying because she pictured a rose. She's probably thinking about her son. Yeah. Conceived to the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she did mention she's like, I saw a rose and then I saw my son's face. Which is pretty sweet actually, but 
goggles. Like, the thing I pictured was inappropriate, so I just said I didn't see anything. Yeah, what do you think she pictured? Was it a, was it a penis? <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems likely. Yeah. Either that or, like, something pornographic. Yeah. Good for Nicole. Intriguing, though. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that this challenge was very awkward to watch. Yes. And I think that really this whole episode was them just being like, they're going to act, they're going to be awkward, and you, the viewer, have to watch them be awkward. It was really cool to see Tay Diggs, and I thought it was really fun the way that he was, like, he was saying... This challenge is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like, they're just having to name a bunch of random medical conditions. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it it was fun. And Tay Diggs, I thought, was a very good sport about it. And it seemed like everyone just had fun for the most part, which was nice. Did you know that he's married to Idina Menzel? I did not know that. What is he in? I recognize the name, but I don't really, I can't really think of anything I've seen him in. I think he's been more of a Broadway actor. Like, I think he was really famous for, like... He got really famous because of Rent, and then okay. he's been in a few movies. Okay. But Idina Menzel. Good for him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I thought this was a funny connection. Before he blew up as an actor, he was a cast member at Tokyo Disneyland. Whoa. For a while. Like, that's that was his moneymaker for a while. Yeah. That's cool. Little, little connection. So... <laughs> After the girls do this scene where they are having to die with Tay Diggs, and it's this long scene where they're naming medical conditions, they all get their feedback, and they forget Nicole when they're giving the feedback. Did they ever even say anything? Did they have to, like, did you catch? Yeah, they turned, they came back, and the acting coach woman gave her some quick feedback, and Tay Diggs, I think, said something about how she was personable or something and then they made it up really fast yeah this scene really took me back to when i was in high school and i used to go on these problematic mission trips where i would badger people to give me money for about a whole year before going to another country and then badgering people there to be christians who were probably already christian yeah for a few weeks and we would do these plays which have no lines because they're meant to be used in any country. You've heard this story before, I think. And I was in one called The Family, and you just like play music and you act out a thing and you try to get people to convert to Christianity. And the my character gets shot and I have to die oh, no. every time we do it, which I thought was a really good part to get. I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it did mean I had to lay down on the floor anywhere we went, which is usually just outside in a random shop. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought it was pretty fun to die over and over. Yeah. And then Jesus would pick me back up and I would join him in heaven. Real cool. <laughs> What's crazy is that Jesus was played by Tay Diggs. <laughs> no, just another stupid high schooler. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty fun. Yeah, regretful. Yeah. Yeah. Fun for us. And yeah. I'm sure entertaining for the people walking by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these kids are back pretending yep. to die again. <laughs> we got a whole different group just one week ago. But do you feel like this was a helpful lesson and challenge for them? I'm always conflicted, I guess, when every season they make a big thing about the models needing to learn how to act. 
And on one hand, I get it where it seems like, yeah, that I can see how that's a really useful skill for them to have. But it also just seems only tangentially related to being a top model. I guess I guess maybe I don't know enough about modeling to be like, do you really like it seems like it could be good to be a good actor and then you can do commercials as well as modeling. But do you need to be a good actor to be a top model? And at least sometimes they will be like, you're going to learn how to act because when you're modeling for a product, you have to convey emotions with your eyes or something. And this time they were just like, you need to be able to fucking sell soup. (laughs) Soup's not going to sell itself, is it? And didn't even really give us any of that, like at least a nod to like, this will help you as a model too. They're just like, as a model, you'll want to be able to do commercials. Yeah, I do know a few girls from this cycle do go on to be pretty famous actresses. Yeah, that's cool. So it it worked out for them, for sure. Yeah, But I kind of think that maybe the judges agree with you a little bit because they seem to look at their performance in the commercial that we'll talk about soon as being like, eh, not as nearly as important as everything else they've seen from them. Yeah. I don't know. We get some news from Tyra looking gorgeous at the very end of this challenge. The girls are going to Tokyo! They freak out. For real this time. It's not even a prank. (laughs) It's true. It's so funny it was. (laughs) Tell, Tell them who won the challenge. I forgot. Yaya. For the fourth? Fourth. Week in a row. Time in a row. Sweet Yaya. And it's so cute, she picks Amanda to share in her award. And she's like, I've basically been picking a different girl each time I win. Yeah. Just really cool. Yeah, she's just been dominating the challenges so much that she's like, well, who haven't I picked yet? Okay, Amanda. And they get first class (laughs) tickets on their flight to Tokyo. How did you feel about this as a reward, Christy? I actually thought this was solid. It's a 13-hour flight, so. Mm Mm-hmm. I would rather have that, I think, than the thousands of dollars worth of designer clothes. Interesting. I really don't like flights. <laughs> yeah. Get all cramped up and stressed out because I can't sleep on planes. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of luxury for a long flight, too. Mm-hmm. And Amanda looked like she was eating ice cream, which is what I always want to be doing. <laughs> I would have, I would. I would like this reward <laughs> if it was just a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> Now that I think about it. Better than that time that Camille's reward was someone making a sketch of her. Yeah. <laughs> a caricature artist. <laughs> Damn. Um, I looked up some facts about Tokyo. One cool fact is there's no safer city in the world, according Whoa. to one article, that they have virtually some of the lowest crime rates on the planet for having such a big city. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, tourists are almost never messed with at all. That's awesome. I want to go to Tokyo. I don't want. I don't like it when people it's... mess with me all the time. Yeah, we should just move there. This other one confused me at first that with their train system because they have like one of the busiest train systems in the whole world. Yeah, there are people whose job it is to push you onto the train if you're not I've moving quickly that. enough. Well, I've heard, too, that they get so jam-packed full of people that they're people that their job is to just, like, squish you into the train so that the doors can close because everyone's so crammed in so tightly together. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. (laughs) Tokyo seems like a cool place, though. I feel like that's worse than the tarantula from last week. (laughs) Would you rather... (laughs) be squished into a train car for a 20 minute train ride or 
you could instantaneously transport to where you're going, but you have to hold a tarantula for your whole lunch break. What? Oh, no. (laughs) Or, you know, it just has to be on you because you have to use your hands to eat. I think the tarantula. Okay. How long is your lunch break? Oh, 15 minutes. Oh, you got a quick... That's just a quickie. I have an hour-long yeah. lunch break. That's a long time to be juggling oh, a tarantula. That's that's a good That's a good lunch break. What do you do with all your free time? I mean, it's too long, honestly. <laughs> it sounds good. It's fine. I would rather have a 15-minute lunch break and get to go home 45 minutes earlier, but... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And I'll say this. When it's my day to watch the kids, which is Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's no lunch break. Oh, no. Because my, I have a very sweet class, but they're very needy during lunch. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone's got to open up all those chocolate milks. I do have to open a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. They're so little. What are, what are we even talking about? We should talk about the photo shoot, <laughs> as it were, which is really just a commercial for Campbell's Soup. Mm, if it's Campbell's, it's soup. <laughs> These exhausted jet-lagged girls have to do a commercial in Japanese with a director who doesn't speak English and a translator that kind of seems to struggle with English. Yeah. It, it was a, this is a big challenge, but I, I thought it was entertaining to watch. Yeah, it was definitely fun to watch. It seems like it would be really hard. I think it sounds more intimidating than it seemed like it maybe actually was in the moment mm. because... When they first announced it, I thought they were going to have to memorize the Japanese script. Yeah. But then there was someone with a huge set of cue cards that had all of the Japanese scripts spelled out phonetically in English, which still seems yeah. like it would be really hard to have to just read what to you who doesn't speak Japanese is essentially gibberish, like phonetics. Definitely seems really tricky. Yeah. But a lot less tricky than having to just learn Japanese in half an hour. I think they do that one season. They have to learn a scene in another language and then perform it like 20 minutes later that's right they do they do bad (laughs) i hope they paid that japanese director so much money for what he had to deal with that day yeah seemed bad yaya goes first and seems to do pretty well and then eva goes and does terrible yeah goes back and lashes out at everybody including her besties i mean Almost primarily at her besties, yeah. Anne and Narelle. Yeah, she comes back and she's really short with Anne and tells Anne, essentially, I hope Narelle eats it and does terribly because otherwise I think I'm going home. And that seems to really shake Anne's, what has been up to this point, unshakable confidence in Eva's yes. love for her, I feel like, <laughs> where something yeah. clicks in Anne's mind and she's like, if Eva could say this about Norrell, what is it? Does that mean... Could she have these kind of thoughts about me? Yeah, at first I was like, what is she thinking? This is a competition. Yeah. Eva wants to win. But then I remembered when Anne was like, Eva, you're going to be in my wedding. I want you to win more than I want me to win. And I was like, the competition doesn't matter to Anne. Yeah. Just her friendship with Eva. She just loves (laughs) Eva. And I think she does like the concept of winning, but but not the way that Eva does. Yeah, it's very different. (laughs) They're on different planets. And did surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, and did really well in the commercial. Mm-hmm. And Amanda was so weird. Yeah, Amanda's was <laughs> oh, odd. God. 
I wonder if she was just like exhausted, jet lag, drunk, at, because she was one of the last people to go. That's true. It was dark. She kept singing about how white she was and how she was glowing with her whiteness and was doing weird soup accents. Yeah. No, not like her accent was like she's trying to talk like soup, but like talking about soup in a funny <laughs> accent. What, what is a soup accent, Christy? No. If you pretend that you are soup no. and say something. on the kind of soup <laughs> okay you're a, ch- a chunky stew i feel like they would have like a really what am i doing i'm not doing this <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the very last thing that they show of amanda is her walking off set and i think she even like jumps and does a little high kick and just goes yes. mm, that's good soup <laughs> it was very strange oh tiktok would have a field day with that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Okay, um, do you want to talk about panel? Yes. The girls have to do another commercial. It's just so much bad, awkward acting this whole episode. It's just act, act, act. Yeah, they have to do it for some sort of Japanese food that obviously doesn't taste good to any of them. And that was the whole point of it. Yeah, but then the judges also made kicked up a big fuss about if anyone even seemed like they weren't enjoying it. When it's like, I get what, I get why you're saying that they need to be sure to not make it look like they hate the food, but also you very purposefully pick something that you knew was gonna be hard for them to eat. Yeah, it makes sense as a challenge. Yeah, and I do think the judges like j- weren't expecting anything close to perfection. Yeah, they like I thought Norell's performance was so cringy, but the judges were all about it because she at least seemed to be trying. Yeah. So there's something. Yaya does the unthinkable, though. Yeah, tell them, beautiful Christy. Yaya. She try- gets through the whole commercial, avoids eating any of it, and then just tries to end it with a smile because she knows what they're up to. Yeah. And they're like, you need to eat the product. And so she tries to eat it. It's too gross. And she spits it out. Man, the music cues they were using here were so intense. Like, it was a small bite. Yeah, yeah, just swallow it whole. Yeah. And deal with the consequences later. Yeah, I was surprised that she didn't just choke it down, even if she really didn't like it. She said later that it was, she was like, it was just a reaction. Like, I didn't think about it. I didn't mean to do it. I just thought I was going to throw up, so I spat it out. Yes, I get it. I am no good with gross stuff. I've always thought when I like watch Survivor or some of these other shows that I could never get through it. I would totally let my team down. Yeah. But I think you're good with eating gross stuff, right? I mean, nothing's nothing's gross if you're hungry enough. (laughs) So I would just get really hungry. (laughs) The iron stomach. Yeah, on Survivor, when they have to eat gross stuff, a lot of them are just like, cool, it's food. Yeah. I'm going to eat it no matter what. Finally some protein. (laughs) Yeah. Could not be me. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, they forget Nicole. Poor Nicole. At the very end. Who knows if it's real or not. But yeah. Anne gets the first call out during the elimination. Yeah. Blowing everybody away. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Anne's not a model. Maybe she's an actress. Maybe. And what a fucking joke that they put Yaya in the bottom two. Like, we were really going to believe that she would go home yeah. after, like, seven perfect weeks yeah. and one mistake. I was more surprised that Eva got second call out 
because her commercial was bad. And I she's think she's just so likable. Yeah, she's just very likable. I think the judges want her to keep going on because Tyra was even just like, "Yeah, your commercial was dog shit. It was absolutely terrible, really bad, <laughs> terribly done." But you have a really nice voice. That was so weird. I mean, she does have a nice voice. Yeah. It's just like, people would like to buy stuff if you say it with your nice voice. So you get second. Unreal. It was weird. Yes. But our girl, Nicole. I don't know why I said our girl. We've talked about her the least this whole cycle. Wait, sorry. Who are you talking about? (laughs) Oh, Nicole. Our Nicole, yes. So, according to Wiki Fandom, after the show, Nicole did some test shots but didn't become a model. She worked in, like, sales and managing for a while and now has an Etsy store. Nicole was the second bisexual model to compete on the show with Adrian being the first, or at least openly bisexual. And she was one of the only people who said that if she won... She wouldn't accept the cover girl contract if they were testing anything on animals. Oh, that's cool. Because they're taking a stand. Yeah. I was looking her up online, and she seems very cool today. Does lots of, like, Halloween zombie makeup, and she has a cat that looks just like my cat. Yeah. And she spends a lot of time fighting for children and animals that have been put in abusive situations, like the kids separated from their parents at the border. Yeah. And things like that. That's cool. Go, Nicole. Yeah, that's badass. What is she selling mm-hmm. her Etsy shop? Um, I think just like jewelry and stuff like that. That's cool. Wait, sorry, who are we talking about? <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite Tyra moment? Um, it was pretty cute when she came out after the challenge and hung out with Tay Diggs and her announcing that they were going to Tokyo. It's always fun when they announce the big trip because everyone gets so excited. So that was pretty yeah. cool. Yes. I I was going to say my favorite Tyra moment was basically just her outfits. Yeah. So multiple moments. Yeah. She had some good fits. Who's your favorite person this episode, Christy? Um, Takara. The, the memory <laughs> of Takara. Takara. I think the person I enjoyed watching the most this time was maybe Anne, mm-hmm. just because it's just like watching a young child have to see the real world right in front of her. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. Her eyes were open to the fact that she was in a competition yeah. and that she could, in fact, fly on a plane without having a meltdown yeah. and all of these different things. So good for Anne. Yeah. She's not my favorite, though. I just... <laughs> Yaya's my favorite, always. Yeah. What about you? I think maybe Eva was the most fun to watch, at least. Her, like, soup meltdown was very enjoyable. And then, especially because it didn't really amount to anything. And so for her to be so freaked out and then to still get second call out was just very funny. Yeah. I'm going to ask you who you think is going home next, but I think we should recognize that your prediction of Nicole was right last week. You were just killing it this cycle yeah i'm on a real hot streak it's putting a lot of pressure on me <laughs> next who's the next i think it's maybe gonna be yaya oh i don't want it to be but i feel like they're really focusing on personality this season i feel like that's a big reason why nicole went home and i think mm. tyra has been obsessed with the idea that Yaya is pompous or arrogant or something like that, even though I disagree 
And so I think next episode, they're going to be like, you were too arrogant about this one, Yaya. You have to go. So sad. And who's your winner? You've been kind of talking about Anne a lot. Yeah, I think I might stick with Anne. I feel like this is, uh, this might be the beginning of the Anne redemption arc where Hmm. she gets a bit of confidence from this and then takes it all the way to the, to the winner's circle. Nice. So, Jake, I was doing some unrelated podcast research, and I stumbled upon a Jay Manuel interview back from 2020. So it was Miss Jay interviewing Mr. Jay. Okay. On Instagram live stream. Whoa, that sounds spicy. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff on there, but some stuff specifically related to this episode. We found out that the big disaster of Cycle 3 that hugely messed up production was that a bunch of the girls and production staff got detained at oh, the no. airport on trying to enter Japan. Why? <laughs> what detained them? Well, the judges apparently fly in ahead and they were fine, been there. But when the girls got there, the custom staff thought they were hookers. That's oh, no. the word that was used and would not let them into the country. And some of the other staff Weird. too. And so th- what they did was they had to put them back on a plane, fly them to Guam, where two days the girls had to get their visas in order, and then send them back, and they were finally able to get to Japan. So even though they had all their like paperwork in order and stuff, Japan was just like, no, nah, we think you're hookers. Yeah, you, you look a little sus. <laughs> Weird. And this is where Miss J got really spicy because he was like, I was supposed to meet the girls at the airport and no one told me that oh, any no. of this stuff happened. So apparently he just sat there for hours waiting yeah. for the girls to arrive. <laughs> I think that was their flight. <laughs> With cameras and everything. And he was like so pissed. <laughs> the What was even worse though was the show's stylist who had like all these multiple trunks was also not allowed into the country, and no matter what she did with her paperwork, she was rejected. They gave her what's, I think, called a black stamp, and she had to go back to the States. And so Mr. J apparently was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's all the outfits and stylings and everything we need. And apparently production was just like, just deal with it yourself. You guys are the stylists now. So Man. apparently the two J's, like whenever they had time, just had to go out shopping in Japan and try to find things they thought would look good. And yeah. they hated it because they had no training in this kind of work. Yeah. Wow. Is Japan just really strict about like who they let into the country or was this just out of the blue? I guess that's how it was back then around huh. 2004. I know yeah. airports were really weird in yeah. those years after 9-11. That's true. Mr. J, the thing he was most spicy about was that with Cycle 3, apparently they had this huge influx of money because of their CoverGirl partnership. And he produced this really elaborate commercial for the girls to do in this episode that was supposed to be really gorgeous and great filming. But because the girls couldn't get in the country, it all got torn down. Oh, no. Because remember, the girls were supposed to do the commercial straight after getting off the plane. Yeah. And so he goes to production. He's like, the whole thing got torn down. And they were like, whatever, just make up something else. We don't have any more money. And Mr. J was like, it was very America's Next Top, Pop, Next Top Model production for them to just leave him hanging like that. Oh, no. 
And that's why all the commercials look so low budget. Yeah, just, because <laughs> it used, was. They used robes that they found at the hotel for the girls to wear. <laughs> um, reality cameras, like the same cameras they used to film them day in and day out. And just yeah. some random patio they found. It was... <laughs> Man, that's funny. I also feel like that may be why the, the director of the commercial was so annoyed the whole time. Yeah. Everything had been rescheduled and messed yeah. up. Who knows if that was even the original people who were supposed to be there. Yeah, that might have just been a random couple of people off the side of the road. <laughs> Apparently, Jay was like completely mortified and didn't even want to explain what happened to the judges because it looked so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's intense. Yeah. The girls later in interviews have talked about the experience as being like completely wild. That yeah. they were being detained for all those hours and not knowing what was going on. Yeah. And none of the girls could keep a straight story trying to explain what they were doing. So it seemed like all of these women were just making shit up. Yeah. And with completely <laughs> different perspectives. <laughs> so it makes sense that the Japanese people were like, no, that they would this be is confused. Too much. Yeah. yeah. These teenagers not <laughs> not being able to explain top model. Yeah, sure, you're on a TV show. We're gonna get yeah. you guys we're gonna get you girls help. I mean I guess oh that's the gosh. kind of thing where you would rather them be overly intense about security than under intense about security. As long as they're not being racist. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was Pretty interesting yeah. that, that it happened behind the scenes. Yeah, that is really interesting. There was a human trafficking scare in America's Next Top Model. <laughs> yeah. I have a quote. What is it? It's a, it's a Nicole quote I got from her Twitter. Nicole says, if something breaks your heart, don't just donate. Be the change. Nice. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love you. The Summit Podcasts and Games